Frank here. I just want to throw in a quick content warning. We do talk about the uh, Paige's sexual assault this episode as well. We didn't, you know, know we were going to do that at the beginning of the episode, but I just want to make sure everybody knows and is aware. Okay, uh, here comes Donnie and the rest of the episode. All right, bye. Hello, everyone, and welcome to I Hope I Can Make It Through, a Degrassi viewing podcast. I'm your veteran, Donnie. I'm your first date neophyte, Frank. Uh, and today we are joined with two very, very special guests, one of which is our official, unofficial co-host at this point, <laughs> Gwyn. So say hi, Gwyn. Hello. And today we also have another very special guest who is um, someone that we got to chat a little bit about um, when we were watching an episode a little while back, which featured a lot of 80s dance looks. Um, it is our pal, Eric. Hey, I'm here to talk about fashion again, because, wow. There's so <laughs> much. I was, like, watching this episode, and I'm like, oh, thank God Eric's going to be on this, because there's a yeah, lot. there's a lot of good looks. Oh, there's so much. Um, so for yeah, my, notes, my notes have fashion checks. Oh, heck yeah. Um, for context, we're checking out Season 2, Episode 10, which is called Take My Breath Away. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, boom. I'm just happy that we don't have to have a content warning on this one. <laughs> like, for once in this, like, like Season 2, it feels like every other episode we've been like, oh, by the way, we're going to be talking about blank. Like, this one, we don't have to stress out as much about. Um, so... Eric, because you are the, I guess, the most guest, seeing as though you're the one who is coming remotely, um, would you like to introduce our A-plot and B-plot? Sure, although can I also say that there is a content warning on this, and it's for um, secondhand embarrassment. Oh! <laughs> yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. That's 100%. Wow. Rough. Um, okay, it, so our A-plot is... Manny, um, you know, really crushing on Craig here. Uh, she she does the deed. She tells him she likes him. She asks him out. They go on a date. Uh, we get date Rashomon <laughs> on uh, how exactly this goes. And our B plot is pretty pretty slim, but it's really just Ellie, um, you know, sending weird anonymous emails to Marco to tell him that she crushes on him. So it's a lot of, it's just a romantic episode. Yeah, it's a very mushy episode. Um, yeah. I guess the unifying theme is girls telling boys that they like them. That's it. Sure, we'll go with that. That's all there is to it. That's all there is. Um, There's also a little bit of uh, Cyrano de Bergerac, I think, in... Um, Ellie's story. That's the guy who wrote love letters for somebody else. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I follow. But um, let's get to it. So we can, I mean, I don't really have any, I don't know if anyone else has a feeling about either one. I don't mind just starting with the A plot. I would like to start with the uh, A plot because I enjoyed the B plot way more than the A plot because way less embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. maybe we'll have to do that. So, um, Rip off the band-aid. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we open up to, in Ms. Kwan's class. Ms. Kwan is, for once, not talking about Shakespeare, <laughs> which is exhilarating, really, for me. 
Um, and we have Manny, you know, sitting in class and having like classic like daydreaming business. Um, I will say classic daydreaming. I think so. This was like school girl, maybe Fleetwood Mac like music video daydreaming. I think you underestimate children who listen to Fleetwood Mac, i.e. me. (laughs) So. So this is just like a this is a walk in the park in your high school experience, right? Oh yeah, my middle school experience. I was like, yeah, this is believable, one hundred percent daydreaming. Cool. If you replaced, um, if you replaced the love interest, like singing a song to Manny, and they were just playing Super Mario Three, you had both my dreams and my daydreams <laughs> of my me and my crushes, or my crushes and I. Excuse me. Excellent. Is is Manny still in, in middle school? Yeah, she's in okay, eighth grade. She's eighth grade. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So, I will say, I will say, it is nice to finally see Manny again. I don't think I've seen her since. Oh, that 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 awful episode, season one. Well, I don't know how awful it was, but no, just that awful play. The mute, the the the, the performance they did. <laughs> oh that, my god, the interpretive the dance. The interpretive dance. That's the word I'm looking for. Where she played a hunter and used her crutch as a as a machine gun, and that was great. But it's nice to see her. It's nice to see her. Things have changed. I was trying to figure this out, and I feel like this is not a question that Eric or Gwyn can answer. But Frank, is this our first mini B um A plot? Yes. Wow, it's taken two seasons. Yeah. Um. I don't know if Eric, you, and Gwyn were like. Because this is also, from what I've seen from the deleted scenes and Manny's, uh, uh, Cassandra Steele's, like, audition tape for this. Mm-hmm. By the way, have we mentioned just what a f- badass name Cassandra Steele is? Oh, yeah, no, it's a really good, good acting name. Um, but, like... name. Yeah, that too. Um, because, like, this romantic spirit has been in grained in Manny from the beginning. Yeah. Um, like, during the audition, like, Manny gives this talk about, like, I love romance and romantic movies, but, like, in the audition tape, she is uh, Indian <laughs> and talking about, like, Bollywood movies and how she already has an arranged marriage, like, waiting for her. So, Yeah. Yeah, you can see the different iterations of how, like, there's still that core idea that she is a romantic. And, like... Wait, I'm, I'm sorry, Eric, were you saying something? I, I was mostly confused about her Bollywood mission. That's bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think we can, especially after watching these writers flub literally, like, anything that has to do with being marginalized, I, for one, am glad that they abandoned certain aspects of Manny's character because I do not want to watch them struggle through it. See, it's interesting because I, like, the last episode I was in, I basically got, like, Craig, you know, being interested in Manny mm-hmm. at the end of it. So I feel like I'm picking right up. Like, yeah. the time, there was no episodes between these two. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. She's asking him out because that's what happened last time I saw her. Yeah, the transition actually works really well with you being on because, um, you know, as she's daydreaming, like, Craig kind of strolls in <clears throat> and cue, cue the mass daydream of 
this like wild music sequence, which was a sight to behold, truly. My favorite. Uh, Eric, please. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I lost you guys for a second. Okay. Uh, go ahead. All right, my favorite part of the daydream is that Miss Kwan does not stop teaching. Yes. She's just... That's a good detail. She's just in the background. <laughs> anyway, to d- describe this daydream, it's a, it's full-blown romantic, romantic goggles. Oh, yeah. Um, Craig walks in. He's wearing, like, I don't know what he's wearing, but it's not great. He's wearing great. a tux, wearing, question mark? Well, no, his actual outfit. Oh, his actual outfit is like, just, like, just schlubby high school. Schlubby high school. Schlubby rock-oriented high schooler in yeah. the early aughts. And, and, it, and it magically gets transformed to this this pretty nice fit and tux. Um, and, you know, cue some sort of, I don't know. Does anybody know the song that starts playing? Is this... It's just like an original just, song. Just an original song? Cool. Yeah. yeah. All right, so they wrote the original song, and he's just singing it. It's romantic. Comes up, spotlight. She, Manny turns around, looks at herself. Suddenly she's in prom Retalia as well. Yeah, yeah, it's like full prom it's, look. It's, you know, it's it's full tilt. It's a good look. <laughs> um, but then we get our, our first of many iterations of the expectations versus reality theme here, where he comes up to her and is asking her a question, and it's a romantic question in her, in her dream vision. But in actuality, he's just asking her to move her butt because she's sitting on the wire for the audiovisual cart. Yeah, and it's like a painful exchange to get her to move because, like, she's like in daydream mode and she's getting out <laughs> of it. And it's just like this really awkwardly long exchange between the two of them to move. He has to ask her to move, like, oh, okay, just a little bit more. You're, you're still kind of on it. Yeah. Please move. <laughs> it's. Oh, yeah. God, it's. Second embar- secondhand embarrassment starting from the the 15th second to the last second of this episode. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, like, the next time we see Manny, we, we really get, we actually get a major plot development that happens between Snake and Spike, because, like, so we're in Snake's classroom. Um, right? It's wild. And, like, but here's the thing, like, Snake, like, they're like, something's wrong with your computer! And he goes... Did JT send me naked baboon pics again? Like, aren't baboons already naked? <laughs> I'd be weirded out if I saw... Well, I got the big butts. I understand. <laughs> I don't know if they're mooning him. Well, I would be more weirded out if he sent me, like, pictures of baboons in jeans. Like, <laughs> Really? That'd be hilarious. <laughs> like, baboons aren't that nice. Is, how would they fit in? They're like, that is big, something big my boobies. kids would send me. I could think of... of, of Several kids who would send me pictures of baboons wearing jeans. They'd be like, huh, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... Little tail cutouts. Yeah. But baboons... <laughs> baboons and assless chaps. Oh. oh. There you go. <laughs> yep. But, like, the thing is with baboons is they're mean. Yeah, they're nasty. Absolutely nasty creatures. Um, and so, yeah, a little flash animation plays of, like, Spike and... Uh, Spike and Snake are engaged, which you know what that means. Frank is very happy. I am super happy. (laughs) Like, but it is kind of, I don't know, it's very interesting, because it's like you're watching it, 
And, like, the last time we saw their relationship, it was a very tentative note because of Emma and, like, her admitting that she still doesn't really know what to do with the relationship. And then Emma is, like, the one that tells everyone. Things have, there's, like, I feel like there's, like, a centerpiece that we're just not going to get for yeah, some sort of plot. super jazzed. And I'm, I was she's, confused because last time I saw her, she was crying about this. She's yeah. Like a, she's a really jazzed. Apart. Yeah, no, it's true, though. Like, like the last time we saw her, it was this very tentative thing, which I thought was actually kind of interesting. And now... And now she's gushing over the engagement ring. Yeah, it's... Well, I think, <sighs> if you remember the resolution to that episode, it was Snake becoming, like, the, they let down their walls towards each other. Yeah. Um... And I think, like, once that happened, like, that gives something room to grow. Like, an actual parental relationship between the two. Because, like, we've all said, like, Snake's a really good dude. Like... Good dude, bad teacher, but, you know. Yeah, 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 right. (laughs) Fair enough. Free free research time. Screw you. (laughs) Um, And... I, I, for me, it does make sense, but I'm also coming from... You have shipping goggles on, dude. No. Uh, <laughs> just I mean, call, it, call it like it is. I'm just saying. Because this reminds me of my mom and my dad. Okay. Like, six months into dating, my mom just looked at my dad like, we both know where this is going. Let's just, like, make it official. My dad's like, alright. <laughs> and that's how my, my mom, you know brought up the idea of marriage to my dad like and like like i said that was after six months (laughs) they met on the train i guess there's also something to that in the sense that like when emma i mean there's also the part that manny is like super dreamy gushy in class and like doodling craig's name and stuff like that but like when they're moving in the hall we get more information about the engagement because like emma and manny are talking and emma gives i think Emma gives, like, pretty important... You still with us, Eric? Yeah, I dropped down for a second, but I... Okay, okay. cool. So, I'll just repeat it, and then we can edit it, and whatever. Yeah, we'll take care of it. Um, so, you know, Manny starts doodling Craig's name, and then when Emma and Manny are in the hall, they talk a little bit more about the engagement, and there is a very important piece of information, which probably is how the writers have rationalized that this will explain how Emma feels about this, which is the fact that Spike is the one that proposed. And let me just say, of course Spike is the one that proposed. Like, duh. I I knew that as soon as I saw her, she'd be the one to propose. Oh, boy. I wish we saw it. Yeah, that would have been good. Like I said, I think it just kind of ended up the same way my mom and dad did. Like... (laughs) Yeah. Well, we both know what's happening here. Yeah, and, um... (laughs) It, it's, Girl, if you're asking, buy me a ring. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, it also is kind of this, the framework. It introduces the framework of this episode, basically, which is Emma saying, like, look, like, you know, she went for it because that's what she wanted. And so. She wanted it, so she put a ring on it. Yeah. That's, that's the episode. Yeah, yeah. And that, like, is, like, kind of the, the motivator for the rest of this episode, both within the A plot and to a certain extent the B plot. I think we can also say there was probably 
a long talk between Spike and Emma about this. Oh, there absolutely was. And, like, the thing is, is, like, and I, when I say this, I don't even mean this to nitpick the writing. I just think from a, like, I would have loved to see those. That, yeah. I would have loved to see this stuff that we're being told right now. I just I'm thinking to myself, like, we couldn't have cut out, like, a JT and Toby B-plot to, like, make No, no, this. but Frank... The, the, our audience loves Toby and JT. <laughs> yeah, we gotta operate under that apparent they're, assumption. They're the, the driving machine of our fan base. Look, Everybody no, loves them. Look, nobody has come for me to say, like, <laughs> I love Toby and JT and you guys are bullies. Like, nobody has come forward to say that. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. when, when... I've never been more infuriated by anything that happened on this podcast than that statement, Quentin. <laughs> what, That's what, what I'm here for. And that, you know what makes me angriest about it? Is you're right. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, um, so, it's just, yeah. So, um, we also get, like, other weird... Okay, I can't remember. Snake walking in with, like, waiters on, was that, like, a part of a Manny scene? Or yes. <laughs> he... Waiters? He, did you not see this part where he's, like... He's, like oh, yeah, because something flooded. Yeah, like, the men's bathroom flooded, so he comes in oh, wearing... Oh, yeah. Like, those, those... They're called waiters, right? The pants know. that you wear yeah. when you go fishing? And, and, like, okay, yeah. And the, rubber the gloves. Big, the big, big... Pant boots. Yes. I don't know what you call them. They're waiters. Oh, yeah, that is what you call them. <laughs> we're just over this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Long day. I was confused day. by that. I was like, wait, is he also the janitor? Why does he... <laughs> yeah. Why is we found his out his job? second occupation. It, these are just one of those things <laughs> that, like... Writers, writers are like, hmm, well, we need a transition scene. What can we do? Snake has a uh, trouble in the bathroom. They like kick out like the storage closet area, and they're like, "What do we have that we haven't really used before?" And we're like, "Well, we got this." We we've had Snake come in and just do teacher things too much. Put him in some goddamn waiters and some yellow kitchen gloves. Right. We can do something he's more suited for. <laughs> Ooh. Sorry. Ouch. God. Anyway, um, you should never um, be ashamed for telling the truth, Gwen. <laughs> I don't have to enjoy it, but... So, Ouch. So, scene transitions, and um, Eric, I'll let you take it away, because we, we are introduced to Ellie for the first time in this episode. Well, not. No, not yet. That's B-plot. Yep. Oh, shit. I forgot we do it that You're way. jumping the gun. You are too excited to talk about Ellie. I am always excited to talk about Ellie. An angel. A goth angel. <laughs> Eric, don't take it away. Um, yeah, What's next? I don't know what happens. Manny has another fantasy, y'all. It's like the Moon oh, River God. scene in Angels in America. That's what it yeah. made me think of. I'm sorry. We're all talking over Eric. Eric, what you got? Uh, I don't. I was trying to remember what had happened there. Okay. Yeah, like Manny has like <laughs> another. Manny has another on. fantasy. I will tell you because it made me think of a very specific scene from a play that's not at all like this. Um, so, Manny is another fantasy, um, and when she does, it's like 
Craig coming down the hallway bathed in like a purple light wearing, um, I think he's wearing a tux again. Yeah. And he just is like, it's like, it's just like, there's like dreamy music playing in the background and he's like going to approach her. Um, and this is like the motivation, like this fan, like a mix between being caught up in the moment and thinking about Emma's advice. She just straight up says like, Craig, I like you. But in the reality of the situation. Yeah, like, like Manny is complaining that, like, why hasn't Craig asked me out? He likes me. And Emma's like, just go for it. Yeah. In the words of Devo, go for that crazy sounding restaurant. So she does. And when she, like, she also, like, she says it. And then she's like, I think she, like, squeaks. She's like, Ugh. and then she tries yeah, to, like. She makes, she makes an adorable noise. It's really cute. It's one of those cliche moments of oh shit that 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 wasn't in my head. I actually said that out loud. That wasn't my fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, oh shit, that worked. <laughs> right, because Craig says that he feels the same way. Which surprised the hell out of me. But like, <laughs> well, like we we. Saw... I hadn't seen any of the build up. I was like, oh okay, he's just teenage boy. <laughs> I mean, he is also that, but... Well, the, um, he asked her to dance in the uh, episode that Eric was yeah, on. Yeah, I'm yeah, getting, I'm and getting that now. That's also, also one of my favorite Manny... For me, this was like, oh, yeah, of course. That's also one of my favorite Manny moments, because like, she has her head on his chest, and it just has this like, enormous smile on her face. Oh, she's so cute. <laughs> she really is. She's a train wreck, but I was cute. really glad to see that Emma, like got over her jealousy about this. It was really yeah. nice and they were friends. I was worried that that would also be part of this episode. You know, I I I couldn't remember Emma's name. I've been pretty good with most names. I got everybody pretty much down, but Emma's just a name I can never remember. Interesting. And in my notes, I've just reverted back to Scrawny Girl. No! <laughs> so all of it was just Scrawny Girl, and I felt so bad, but, like, that's all I could associate her with is Scrawny Girl. Oh. But I love Emma, and I'm glad to see her again. Yeah, she. but I agree with you, Eric. Like, it's nice to see that, and I think it also speaks to how how this relationship, their friendship, is, like, really something that's so true and real, where, in many ways, I would argue they're probably one of the best friendships, at least at this phase of Degrassi, because it's, like, everybody else, to a certain extent, has that vibe of, like, you are you are trapped in junior high, high school, and these are the only people you can associate with, so you're going to be friends with them. But these two have like a really true good friendship that is always like really nice to see in action but um <laughs> we i think we're all just considering going yeah 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 right like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah love yeah, it love yeah, it yeah. manny and emma forever oh yeah they're still my they won best couple in our season one wrap-up superlatives i'm still calling them best couple yeah yeah <laughs> They have the most, like, communication. They have the most, like, I don't know. They're just good. I don't know what else to say. Um, but, yeah, so, like, Manny and Craig exchange that they like each other. Um, they come up with a date idea. 
the tired and true movie date idea. Is it, well, so Manny suggests, you know, we why don't Friday night let's go see a movie? And Craig responds with, "Oh, you mean with you?" Yeah. And like for the longest time, I I couldn't figure out that he was like just messing with her, and I honestly don't know how much he was at that point, but like he was kind of deflecting a little bit. It was. This all put him on the spot, this this confession thing. Yeah. But but he played it off. Um, played it off like a, a real funny joke. Which she responds with like, uh-huh, okay. Yeah, it's like, uh, uh. It was nerve-wracking watching it. But yeah, so they established that they're going to go on a, on a movie date. Um... And the next time we have the plot continue, it actually goes to Craig's point of view. Um, Craig is, well, we see Joey, and Joey is, like, vehemently, like, breaking up again via phone with, I guess, the babe from that I drag know, episode. I was so upset. I know. I was like, oh, no, hot girlfriend. Goodbye, hot girlfriend. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. So, so he's, like, being like, don't call us again. But, like, the thing is, is, like, he's having this very serious conversation with this ex, and Angela's, like, right there. Like, just, like, right there, not a care in the world, as, like, he is, like, telling, he's like, you are not allowed to call this house ever again. <laughs> I, I'm sh- She's got her moo-moo. She's fine. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I'm sure she's, um, she's like, uh, dad goes through this at least, like, four or five times a week. I mean, honestly... Is he breaking up with all the... Like, <laughs> is he just that active in the dating pool? Well, we the, the, we... I mean, the first episode of Degrassi, The Next Generation, it's Joey... Joey is still in mourning mode, right? Like, he doesn't really want to date anybody. Um, there's, like, his, 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 like, holdover feelings for Caitlyn from the original Degrassi series. Um, and... <laughs> You know, he's very, like, he's just beginning to go into the dating scene again. Um, and then by the time we see him now, he's, hang- you know, he's with these, like, babes. But I feel like that type of stuff, especially, like, when you have kids and stuff, like, that can't last. I, I think... It's not sustainable dating, I don't think. Well, like, my joke was more, like, because Joey's <laughs> one of the only decent men... In uh, all of Degrassi Town, I think this shows my Joey, my 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 uh, residual feelings toward Joey from the original series, because my perception of him is, oh well, he's still maybe low key a jerk, and Frank's just like he's a good man. Well, I mean, like I haven't seen, yeah, like I haven't seen his past. All I see is his present is like attentive dad, um, to you know one child that's his own, and another <laughs> one he took in to like. You know, to help, mm-hmm. like stable job. Like I, if I would date Joey, just throwing that out there. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I mean, we should not hold what we have done in high school against ourselves. Yeah, that's within a... within reason. Yeah, I course. will say his ego issue has not gone away. No, 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 no. That is definitely consistent from the original series. Yeah, but um. But also, once again, he's, like, competing against the garbage men of Degrassi Town. That's true. There's... That's true. There's not very much competition. So. Um. Alright. Craig, he shows up at the house. Yeah. Well, well, 
So Joey is so, but Joey we dropped have more to say about Joey. Well, no, well, we didn't. All we did was talk about Frank's so in love with Joey. <laughs> well, the thing is, it's like okay, so like, but well, he Joey drops a bomb on us that we didn't know about before. Where Craig's like, I have a date tonight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's actually Craig's first date, and Joey's like, Oh, is it with that Ashley girl? And oh yeah, yeah. I was just like, What? What? Out of what? Out of where? <laughs> well, I mean, we did see him. I guess that was part of something I didn't see. They've, they've, honestly, it's been very subtle. Like, there are scenes where the two of them would be, like, in the hall talking with each other and stuff like that, but it's not a very pronounced spilled up to this. Wait, but, is she the, like, new wave looking girl? New wave looking she's, girl. She's the not Ellie. The short haired, like, yes, 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 that is new wave. You're right. Okay, I couldn't, I didn't know who she was. Okay, yeah, that's Ashley. Like, they've had like very, very brief moments, and like, I kind of get it. And it also could be, I mean, really, the thing is that Joey's big thing is like, okay, he's like surprised it's not Ashley, but he specifically asked if Manny is too young, yeah, like, uh... which good on you, Joey. Because, honestly, yeah, high schoolers... the follow-up. The follow-up was not so good. Yeah. The uh, age is nothing but a number, and I was like... Mm, buddy, mm. buddy, is that what you say when you're dating, like, 20-year-old women? <laughs> Who said that? Yeah, that, that Joey does. That? Yeah, Joey says that. Why did he ask how old she was and then say that? Because Joey, deep down, is still that horrible little boy yeah, okay. from the Degrassi original series. When we, get, right. when we get there, I'll find out. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's, like, the only thing I will spoil about because, like, I can't hide my feelings toward Joey Jeremiah, apparently. But I also want to say Craig is bringing, like, some good fit. Like, he's well-dressed, wearing a coat and a button-down shirt. Mm-hmm. He has a very cute interaction with Angela about Moo, her pal. Which is very nice. Um, then it's time to bounce over to Emma's house because... Manny is hiding from her parents by going to Emma's. That's her cover-up. Which, you know, we've all been there. In, well, I've been there. I don't know if other people have been. Uh, <laughs> Didn't date in high school. Yeah. I, I couldn't even... <laughs> I couldn't even do anything. Like, like I'm not even talking like going on dates. It's like, oh, I want to like go somewhere that is not like the pre-approved list of two other people. But that's getting dark. But um I, my first date was senior my summer of senior year. My sister got me a date with an nihilist that she worked in the movie theater with. Nice, nice, nice. So she was She was a very nice girl. That was also the first time I also tried Indian food. Nice, nice. I I dated in high school, not much, but a little bit, so like Whatever. But, like, I don't know. Her review of the date was, I know nothing about Frank. However, he spent the entire time asking me questions. Because I thought that's what you do on first days, is you ask a bunch of questions to get to know someone. Oh, no, honey. (laughs) Oh, no. So, yeah. I was, like, I'm, like... Just a curious guy. I'm just... Honey... (laughs) I, I'm, I'm a serial friend dater, so I feel like I would date people who were my friends. You gotta find a better way to say this. I don't know how else to put it. I don't care. (laughs) Anyway, all my dates were at diners, because I'm from North Jersey. What up? Yeah, that tracks. Right? 
I'm a very consistent human being, if anything else. Um, Quinn's very silent on this front. So, oh yeah, very consistent. Thank you. Quinn's <laughs> just looking at me. That's fine. Uh, what are we doing here? We were just talking about our first first date. dates. I'm not going to nope. talk about that. So let's move on. That's fair. I don't think I've ever been so I can't contribute. <laughs> That's fine. These are this is fair. Um but yeah, so Manny's getting ready. Um they're super psyched. Um but like it's really weird because Emma seems to want to follow the footsteps of her own first date with Sean <laughs> by like like taking a picture when Craig arrives and stuff like that, which which if you had seen, she's the... on full like mom mood at on prom night. Yeah, but like that's also what happened on her first date. Spike took a picture. Oh, of... you're right. Yeah. I did. I did recall this. I don't. Yeah. Spike took two pictures. Yeah. Well, that's because she got bird shit on her. That's. Yes. <laughs> Oh, I, I remember this because I overheard you. I didn't watch the episode, but I overheard you record it. That's like every episode. Yeah. Great. Now, now that I think about it, I wonder if Spike, like, once she found out about, like, once she found out that Emma was interested in Sean, went to Snake and was just like, all right, give me the 401 and the Sean kid. Yo, I would be doing that even before they break up. If I If I was <laughs> dating somebody who was, like, the teacher of, like, the, the the hooligans my kid was dating like you better believe that I would just be like give me everything about them give me their GPA pull up their profile on like <laughs> on parent portal let me see well no I mean like I mean like before the first date she's yeah. just like yeah okay, tentative yeah. approval let me just make a quick phone call snake I need you I need you like to break some rules yeah yeah no I would honestly very tempting I would probably contemplate the same thing honestly <laughs> especially because that's all online now on like those like portals and stuff like that you just need a teacher who has the teacher access you just have to be like hey google this kid for me so alright so this is where I kind of blacked out because I don't remember them recounting the date <laughs> okay so basically what happens is once the picture is taken and they start leaving this is where the split point of view stuff starts happening um so we we don't experience the date. No, in live no, time. no. It's like I think like the most we really get is like Craig complimenting Manny's outfit, which it was just black on black with a denim jacket. Yes, Eric. Yeah, he's so like he's so like oh you look amazing. I'm like she looks the same. <laughs> yeah, like, right. Yeah, I mean she did her makeup her a little bit. I guess yeah. that's all. Yeah, her outfit was not on point. I was sad. Her whole outfits on this entire episode are um, not on point, I gotta say. No, even, like, that prom look is very of a different time. Oh, the prom look, I did have a note here. The prom look included, of course, and this was one of the, like, biggest nostalgia things I saw in this entire episode, the butterfly hair clips. Yes. I there, remember the, them. The little wings. Yes. They were glittery. Yes. Gwen's mom still them. wears them. Yep, she does. Nice. Nice. I'm glad they're still out there. Yeah, they are. Worry not. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. It, it's definitely that very... It's a great way to time capsule stuff from this era is throw in some of those... Mm -hmm. Throw in some of those clips. 
Um, yeah, so it's split, so you don't actually see the date itself in, in the point of view that the rest of the episode up until this point has been in. And instead, it flashes forward to Emma and Liberty talking to Manny and specifically being like, oh, are you official? Um, blah, 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 blah. And, like, Manny is, like, super optimistic about how this date went. She describes it as, in one word, magical. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, and meanwhile, we are, we are, we are visiting um, Craig as he's talking with... Uh, He's talking Spinner to Spinner and, and Spinner's bleached hair. Spinner's and yeah. Jimmy. <laughs> it's it's so yellow. It's His hair so is really yellow. yellow. Well, like what's funny is like he was in the episode before and his hair was not bleached. And then like he just appears in this episode with like this bleach blonde hair. And um for context, Frank messages me and like I hadn't seen the episode yet. Well, I haven't rewatched the episode yet. Um, in my head, I'm trying to remember some of Spinner's hairstyles, because over, over the series, like, he did have a couple hairstyles that were a little out there, and in my head, I was like, this is either when he gets, like, the, the, like, undercut, or when he gets the bleached hair, and I was like, he doesn't have enough hair yet for the undercut, so this is definitely the bleached hair, and then I watched the episode, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's it. That's exactly it. I, I, I just, like, it blew me out of the episode, I'm like, what? 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 <laughs> Once again, out of what? Out of where? Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, like, the thing is, it's like, I almost wish it was addressed because you know the answer would have been, like, Spinner being like, I don't know, I was bored, and it was like 3 a.m., so I panicked and bleached my hair. I would have... I, w- <laughs> I, yeah, I want to see, see his self-care night of just, like, bleaching his hair, doing a face mask... That'd be nice. Hey, Jimmy, go do a space mask with me. <laughs> I have N64. Let's go. <laughs> we'll play Mario Kart while we do our face masks. <laughs> that, that sounds awesome. I'm down with that. Right? <laughs> that, like, that sounds great to me. That does sound he'll, good. he'll challenge Jimmy to a, a spray can cheese eating contest <laughs> at one point. Yeah. This is all self-care, baby. Self-care. Jimmy, let's dye That's our hair. Warm. I'll dye hair blonde. Also, I came up with a new recipe. <laughs> it's like spin. Oh my god, he becomes blonde like that one dude from Final Fantasy Fifteen. <laughs> what? The dude that keeps saying like, "I've come up with a new recipe." Oh yeah, whatever this this <laughs> running joke you all have. The the thing is, is like I've never played this game. I just know of the boys. So like, anytime I have referenced it, it's been from a place of complete ignorance. But yeah, Ignis. Ignis? Ignis. Ignis is Cookboy, yes. Cookboy. Glasses. Glasses. Um, I'd like to say, Craig is like projecting out of his body when he sits down with him. <laughs> <laughs> laugh really hard. <laughs> it's so true. Well, like, he comes in, him and his Pepsi Twist with lemon. <laughs> Um, right, that was and thing. someone's drinking mug root beer, which is like, why even bother? This was definitely Pepsi was giving money to this because all of those cans were facing right at the camera. Yeah, <laughs> they were because like, and I was like watching it, and I was like looking at the Pepsi twist, going, "Why did I drink so much of that when that was out? It wasn't good." <laughs> the Pepsi with lemon. Well, like it was a really artificial lemon note. Like it wasn't like a fresh lemon note. It was like. Like, kind of like a cough drop lemon. I'm 
Pepsi with a cough drop, lemon drop in it. Those machines where you can, like, do the flavors yourself, I still fucking make that mistake and put the lemon in it. It always tastes bad, and I do it anyway. Yeah, yeah, like, in theory, it's a great idea. Like, and I'm sure if I had, like, a little lemon wedge, I'd be like, oh, yeah. But, like, the Pepsi twist as a concept failed spectacularly in hindsight, but I felt obligated to drink it because it was in my house. But, um, yeah, so, like, he comes in, yeah, he's, like, he's, like, not here. He's, like, he sits down, he is, he ceases to exist. Sits down, immediately ceases to exist, and, and in his one word, um, as opposed to Manny's, it was magical, his is, it was bizarre. (laughs) Yeah, so, like, Manny then takes over and then talks about the date. So, basically, and this tracks in both point of views, they go to the mall to go to the movie, but a carnival is there? So, so to set up what's actually happening here is... For the rest of most of the rest of the episode, at least the a plot, we're switching between Craig telling his experience of the date and Manny telling her experience of the date, and obviously yeah. both of them have their different perspectives. But um, Manny talks about like going. They go to the mall. There's a carnival. This is consistent between both. Um, but like, wait. Yeah, there I was mean, a carnival at the mall. Right? Is the, this okay? Here's my is theory. This a, is this a thing? Well, here's my thing. Is this a Canadian thing because it's too cold a lot of the time for them to have carnivals outside? Cause like, oh, shit. Look at you using your, your, your brain cells. Well, like, but like, in all seriousness, like, carnivals, I feel like I associate with a lot of the time, like, they're not in peak... Like, some of them are in peak summertime, yeah, but, like, you. a I lot of them aren't. So, like, I feel like it would make a lot of sense to have it in the mall... But yeah, so like they go and it's the carnival. So I think Manny is like really emphatically like, oh, we should like skip the movie. Let's go. Um, and she specifically says she loves clowns. Yes, she does. Oh boy, woof, Manny, come on. So in, in her point of view, she's retelling it. Um, the two of them are cutely holding hands as they wander around this, this quote-unquote car- carnival, which is just, like, some carnival stands put up in the mall, which is about as weird and out of place as you might imagine. Um, and, and, and she comes across some cotton candy, and Craig sweetly buys her some cotton candy, at which point, um, she offers to share. Craig's like, no, nah, I don't need it. But then Manny's like, oh, but here takes off a little bit, and, and and very cutely, daintily plops it in his mouth, and she's she's gushing to her friends how how the the barest brush of finger upon lip was so tantalizing and and romantic as she plopped in this cotton candy into this this poor boy's mouth. Yeah. Um, and then when we bounce to Craig's point of view. The, the the framework is still consistent. There is a carnival in the mall. They decide to go to the carnival. There is cotton candy consumed. But the way that Craig characterizes the whole entire experience is that Manny behaves in a way that's just very immature. Like, just super, like, like what you would consider, like, kid, classic kid at a carnival. So instead of, in this depiction, so cinematography and acting is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Same things are happening, but how it's acted is different. That's really what's going on here. And so instead of them cutely holding hands, 
Manny is literally grabbing him and dragging him dragging along. Just dragging him, him like like a child drags her father around around the carnival to go yeah. see things, to go do things and, and buy her shit. Yeah, yeah. So like the cotton candy exchange happens and Craig's like, I don't want it, I don't need it, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good and Manny's just like, Oh, let me unhinge your jaw and force <laughs> force this cotton candy cotton candy down your throat. Mouthful of cotton candy is like the most disgusting sounding thing. Like, you gotta in little little bits. If you just like cram your mouth full, it like oh, dries it was a out big your mouth. chunk. It was really yeah. big, and he was like, you just get like sludge. Yeah, it's like the worst experience, honestly. And like, I don't dislike cotton candy, but like that that feeling when you put too much in your mouth and like it's just a cotton ball just sucks everything up before it becomes the sugar sludge. It reminds me of like there was like some Japanese cotton candy eating contest, (laughs) and like, okay, Eric, you've seen the GIF where like this one woman's just like picking off large pieces and eating them, and the other woman like just smashes all into like a ball and pops the whole thing into her mouth. Oh my god. Oh, that's fucked up. It's disgusting. Let me see if I can find a gif. Great, just what we need on a podcast that does not feature any visual components whatsoever. Perfect. But Show me that gif. <laughs> <laughs> the, the joke in this is that Eric is calling in and is not physically with us, so also, show me that Also, recording a podcast that also is useless. Like, someone's going to listen to this and be I'm like... I'm going to describe it frame by frame, excuse you. Oh, great. Just what no, we I'm, need. We're done here. Thank you. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so, like, they they then, like, you know, Craig just, like, finds Manny just be super obnoxious, which, like, you know, you know, oh, this is what happens when you date an eighth grader. Like, I work with eighth graders on a daily basis now, and they are just... They're a work in progress, and that's the nicest thing I can say about them. And, like, Craig's not that much older than her. He's, no, but the year he's a, makes he's a difference. He's a freshman year. He's in freshman in high school. Um, he's 11 months older, but, oh, man, those are that's a long 11 months. Well, like, that whole age group, like, that whole yep. age range, middle school to, like, a middle school, like, sixth grader to a high school senior, I've worked with that whole age group. Like, each year makes a world of difference with that age group, like... The difference between an 8th grader, between a 10th grader, between, like, a 12th grader, it's wild how drastically different you are at those ages. Yeah, because I feel like it's, you know, a, uh, like, a meter. Yeah. And, like, each one, you click a little bit closer to, um, becoming mature. Yeah. Like, in the first episode, we saw Toby, Emma, and Manny hanging out at a playground. Yeah. And I was like, you know, right before seventh grade, yeah, I would have been there, like, as a kid. But then, like, you know, you bump up a little bit more and a bump up a little bit more. So when you hit ninth grade, you're somebody different. You're not hanging out at a playground unless you're doing drugs. Yeah. <laughs> is, is mostly what happens when you get into high school. You're either doing drugs or... Hey. <laughs> mostly, dear. I, I, I know, but you were probably hanging out with people that... Or you, oh. or using the big tire structures to make out in. That's true too. What are you, y'all? We would just go and talk about stuff and look at stars. Jesus Christ! Not everything is that. Uh, it was technically when you weren't supposed to be on the playground. It was. You had to be uh, doing something illegal. 
Yeah. To go visit a playground. Fine. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> Loitering. Get it. Got it. Because, I mean, like, I'm not going to go to a playground now because, like, despite... And there's this one comedian who talks about this. Like, sometimes you just, like, enjoy hearing the sounds of children, like, playing because it's... There's something relaxing about it. But, like, you can't do that, like, as a person without a child. <laughs> See, I would just be accused of being a child, which is usually what happens <laughs> when I'm with a pack of children. So, like... I've been I've been confused for a middle schooler. Who knows what could happen if I hung out with a bunch of ten year olds? Like, it's only a matter of time. Could could end up with a few juice boxes, which would be sick. Right. <laughs> let this ten year old dye their hair. <laughs> right. Honestly, though, not to be like super like giving you insight to like youth. A lot of kids are dyeing their hair now. Like, if you walk, I mean, obviously you need to be in like we're 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 recording in an area that is. Can characterized more more liberal for lack of better terms but like if you walk if you walk around and you like look at kids like walking around like at a playground or like a high or like a you know elementary school or something like that like there are a couple kids that have like undercuts that have their hair dyed and stuff like that like a lot of a lot of girls in particular have their hair pink or purple like or like the tips of it pink or purple it's super cute and like i i really hope it just continues because why not? You're 10. Well, I think part of it is just, like, if you indulge the kids in, like, quote-unquote rebellious behavior, like, it doesn't become rebellious. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like I didn't want, I didn't care about doing, like, drugs or anything or smoking because my parents were just, like, were letting me get away with stuff my friends weren't allowed to get away with. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I am rebelling, but, like... My parents are okay with it. The controlled rebellion. Yeah. I get it. It was mostly just going to shows with my sister. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, no, it makes sense. And I think what, there's a lot to that. I think that's also the same thing with Mama Kerwin kind of did that. I think that's exactly what Mama Kerwin does. I have so much extensive, like, meta about Mama Kerwin that I just always want to unleash. Ashley's mom. Oh, well, yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. I, <laughs> Ashley's mom, who's just like, oh, you want to get your belly button pierced? And Ashley's like, all right, here comes the note. How to be young and did not see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> I have so much. I One day I will write an essay about her and nobody will see it. Um, anyway. <laughs> this, one's for, this one's for Donnie. Yeah, just for me. Uh, meanwhile, so, like, we continue the flashbacks. Um, and what we end up seeing now is we start with Craig's point think, of view. I think it'll be better to actually give Manny's point of view on this, the second half. First, okay. Just because then we can end with we can end with the the fuzzy fuzz collection. Okay. <laughs> can we end with the fuzzy fuzz collection? Is this sure. okay? Just, just for you. So, so we'll do Manny's point of view on the second half of the date, which is just you know, I, I think at one point Craig buys her a rose. I don't know if I have that in there correctly. He, he has a rose at the beginning of That's before correct. they start flashing back. He does. Yeah, he offers her a rose. That's consistent. Fine. Okay. So they they go and play this, um, I don't know, throw it in the whole game. It's a carnival game. Um, Craig Craig gets her the prize. It's this cute little horse. And she goes, oh, it's my favorite thing. Because you want it. You're like being cute. And then he's like, oh, okay, well, get me something now. And so she does. Um, well, she tries to. He, he warns her, just don't throw it too hard. And, and you know, she throws it too hard. It ricochets. It, it oh, goes, my God. It goes all over the place. Bonks, bonks Craig right, right in the noggin. 
and oh my god, <laughs> his reaction in 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 her in her romanticized goggle visions is, oh dear, that's smart. That was so good. <laughs> and that boy, howdy, does that smart? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, we're gonna say something, Eric. No, I just was going golly gosh. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. And and so much. So as as he's like you know j- ten- tenderly rubbing his his owie on his forehead, she leans in and is like, "Oh, my dearest, are you okay?" And in her in her head in her in her memory, she, this makes this creates a romantic mood because they're 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 close, they're intimate. And she leans in for a kiss that ultimately does not get reciprocated. Um, at which she later explains why is because Craig wants to take her home at, at a at the time he promised to. Because he says, I gotta go. I gotta take you home. I, I also like, apparently, the running theme in Degrassi is boys go on shitty first dates. Yeah, right. It's just <laughs> the way it is. Sean and Craig now. Rite of passage, really. <laughs> oh my god. We, where was Sean for this episode? It's been so much better. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what happened to me? Emma said she dropped her wallet in the garbage. Wasn't in the garbage. I went through so many bags. <laughs> right? It was just like I spent hours. Armful of garbage. Oh my god. I got him a good turtleneck. Yeah, right. Like I stained my good turtleneck with some ketchup. I talked about the meat industry and how it's corrupt. <laughs> I wasted all my good good content on this date. Right? Like that's all my material. All my material is the meat industry. <laughs> I got tr- I dropped a patty on a security guard's foot. It, that episode's very good. I think I'm gonna rewatch. <laughs> but um, meanwhile, Craig interprets the scene, um, and it is, oh my god, um, wow, she, she's a lot in in his characterization of her. Just, she's all over the map. Yeah, she's just like bouncing off the walls. Very distractible. Um, excitable. She's, she's like, she's acting like a big old child, which, you know, she's in eighth grade. Yeah, like. She kind of tra- Yeah, tracks, pretty much. I mean, like, especially because it's like the giddiness. <clears throat> I, I feel like this is one of those things where the truth is somewhere in the middle. But, yes, like, probably. obviously, I feel like with this type of stuff, that's usually what ends up happening. But even that, which, which reads to me that she was probably giving the level of excitement you would expect an 8th grader on their first date to give. Which is, like, kind of that overcompensating, like, ah, like, kind of energy. Which is, like, I get it. I've done it. I understand. But, like, it's also still, like, insufferable. Especially if you were supposed to be the other person on the date. So, same thing happens. Craig wins her, wins her this this cute little horse plushie. I love that horse plushie. It's by it's the it's, way. it's adorable. I um, like it. But her reaction is not. Oh, my favorite thing because he bought it. It's not that cute kind of reaction. It's oh, horsey horse. Oh, I'm gonna call you horsey horse. I got lamb. Like, I've got I got lamby lamb back home and piggy pig back home. <laughs> Oh my gosh, am I talking too much? They're just, they're from the Fuzzy Fuzz collection. I just, oh, you don't know them? Oh, okay. Name five of their songs. <laughs> my question is, is Horsey Horse the official name? Is the Fluffy Fuzz official name? Or is this something she has? Either way, 
It, it's it's not great cute. and terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, it's lazy. Yeah. Is it? I think it's. I think it's good. I think it's good. I really appreciate well, it. No, because you're not going to get collectible creatures from like an arcade, like from a like carnival. Like you know what I mean? Like unless like, they're like you'll get knockoff ones. Yeah, yeah. Like you'll get like the the lower budget version of it, or like a low budget Bulbasaur so, like so myself. So in, instead of the fluffy fuff collection, I have the fuzzy fuzz collection the, at the, the carnival. The styrofoam styrofoam collection. <laughs> oh God! Don't. I'm so sorry that Bulbasaur, I finally won you, was, was hard as a rock. Styrofoam. No, it's okay, because I still love her. She's great. <laughs> the, I love her. The, She's a finely sculpted Bulbasaur, yeah. but is not very cuddleable. I love her. The made from unsafe materials for children collection. <laughs> right? Keep away from open flames. <laughs> well, they don't have any toxic OPFRs in them. Ah, oh, thanks, Sorry, this is, this is what I research. I know this is we exactly don't to talk what about you research. Exactly what you research, but yeah. So like she's like freaking out about the fuzzy fuzz collection, um, and then you know, she tries to toss the ball, and also hits him in the head. That tracks. It's so like it's just like another one of those things. <laughs> but you know, his reaction to it is not. Oh dear, that's smart. It's, it's like it's, it's ow. like what, it's uh, ow. What the heck? I told you not to throw it hard, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like um, this <laughs> is real. This is realistic to what a ninth grade boy would actually say. Yeah. Hers is like what an eighth grade girl who's watched too many movies like what that boy would say is what a boy band member would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like non-threatening boys magazine cover type stuff. I was just thinking Manny would be a horse girl. If, like... Oh, I pretty much feel like this confirmed oh, yeah. she was right. Yeah. Uh, close enough. I think we can we can safely interpret to our heart's desire. I I feel like this is fair game. It was probably like the. What? She's got a saddle club in her backpack. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent, she does. And like, I feel like it was probably the common ground she could find with Emma. It's like, well, Emma really likes animals. Um, I like horses. I don't know. <laughs> I know they're not really endangered. And then like Emma just like info dumps about like wild mustangs, in North America. <laughs> and that's how they made friends all those years back, in kindergarten. <laughs> I like that for some reason I'm imagining they flash back to kindergarten and like no matter what the Nelson women all have the same hair in the past. Yes. So like she's in kindergarten but has Spike's hairdo from Spike in high school. Oh my god, yes. Please. Please. Um, and Spike's just like she just like it just grew that way. I don't even understand. It doesn't make any sense. It's that's so good. But, um, yeah, so, like, after recounting it, Craig's remark about Manny is that she reminds him a lot of his sister, which... Cute his friends going, oh, man, that's real messed up. And, like, good on them yeah. for calling it out as, yeah, that's real messed up. Sorry, man, that's not okay. What's also funny about it is, like, overall, their reaction to the whole entire experience is so tepid. It is so just like, oh, yeah, that sucks. Well, I think part of it is they do know Manny. Yeah, that's true. And they know Manny longer than Craig d does. Yeah. Which, you know, is also a factor. Well, I, I really feel like if Craig had talked to them about going on a date with Manny, they would all have been like, Manny! Huh. huh. <laughs> <laughs> really? 
I think also Spinner would have been like, don't try anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> Spinner's a good boy. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they just like give very like, oh no, that's not great type feedback about what had happened. Um, and, you know, Manny is trying to analyze it. You can tell that she's a little like, disappointed that the kiss didn't happen. Emma and Liberty are like, well, he's a gentleman, you know? Like, he was respecting your curfew, blah, blah, blah. Um, and Manny then just kind of continues through her day. She, like, goes to the locker. She, like, sees the flower, which has no water. Like, that flower would be toast by that point in the day. This is a plastic flower. Let's give maybe maybe Craig got one of those cute wooden flowers. Those are always nice. Well, my thing is, Mike. My, oh no, never mind. I, okay, so what I was gonna say was my confusion came from the fact that she brought the flower from home to school, but then I thought to myself, like she has very strict parents. Where did you get that flower? Yeah. So. She probably had, yeah, exactly. Like it has to be there. Where else could it go? There's nothing but contraband in Minnie's locker. Yeah, right? It's just, like, a, a whole set of clothes, flour, yeah. sugary candy, like. Um, but, yeah, so, like, she's, like, looking at it. Craig goes over to approach her, and Craig, like, is, like, I don't know if he's specifically going to, at this point, like, break up, like, you know, drop, say, like, let's not do this anymore or what. But, like, he's very, like, talking to her and, like, hoping that, he can get on the same page as her, mm-hmm. but that's not what happens at all. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's just like, it was the best night of my life and mm-hmm. everything. She's laying it on thick. Oh, yeah, she is. This is a nightmare scenario. I, this is where I, oh, no. Girl. Yeah. I, I've been in this scenario, like, once or twice. Once, it was way easier to get out of. The second time, it was... Like, a little bit harder. Ooh. The first time was because the girl, excuse me, the young woman was a racist. Oh, I've heard about this one. And, like, she, like, tried to smooch me at the end of our date, and I was just like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> so, and, yeah, it's, it's difficult, because you don't, because somebody can be so pumped and so happy and you don't want to, like, let, like, you don't, like, you, like, you don't want to squash that happiness, but you're like, my happiness kind of depends on this not happening. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not an easy conversation to have, I think, regardless of your age, but especially when you're a ninth grader, like, trying to, trying to dump an eighth grader, like, you know, a kid who's just, like, super bright-eyed, and you're just, like, I really don't want anything to do with you. Also, you hit me in the head. (laughs) Yeah. And I know, like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is also Emma hears it, and, like, afterwards is, like, you know... Maybe. Maybe you shouldn't get too rushing into this. I just, I don't want to see you get hurt, you know? She She knows that he is not into her at all. Yeah, like, she's really trying. And I also appreciate, like, I do appreciate that. I appreciate that Emma and Manny have the type of relationship that Emma can, because I feel like it, 
I don't expect, like, an eighth grader to just straight up be like, oh, by the way, like, he's definitely not into you, like, give up. Like, I feel like this is very forthcoming for an eighth grader, and it also speaks to how their relationship is, um, which I really appreciated seeing. Like, it was nice to see that they are that transparent with each other, that she's comfortable being somewhat direct about this relationship not really being able to go anywhere. My, my thing is... My thing about that, though, is, like, we've seen these girls just drop, like, crushed truth bombs on, like, a, like the drop of a hat. Like, JC's like, why is Liberty acting so weird? And everybody's like, duh, she has a crush on you. Like, you know, everybody just seems very willing to spread each other's business like that. And just, so that was a little incongruous to me, but I do agree with you that, like, it makes more sense from a friend perspective. Like, gonna let her down easy on this one. Well, also, like, I feel like there's a difference between being like, oh, by the way, this person has a crush on you, and this person doesn't. Like, mm. I feel like the having, when you reveal to someone, like, oh, this person's acting weird towards you because they have a crush on you, then there is that potential for that to become something. But, like, when, when you have somebody who is, like, super hopeful and optimistic, um, like... That's an entirely different situation to me. And I could understand why you would be more tentative to talk about that as opposed to the alternative. Mm -hmm. But, um, so, the, you know, Manny then just is like, it's fine, he's moody, whatever. Um, and it's... <sighs> Let's just rip this band-aid off. Uh, she decorates his locker because she's an 8th grader and that's what 8th graders do. It's... Do they? Because this seemed excessive. They do. Mi yeah, middle but schoolers, this is still excessive. This is excessive. This is an excessive embodiment of it, but, like, middle schoolers love decorating lockers. They love decorating their friends' lockers, their romantic partners' lockers. Like, if they have a chance to, they will slap on some... some you know, <laughs> gift wrap and, and, you know, do some stuff. Admittedly, Manny's is a very extra version of it. It's over the top, and it is very, very much too soon, Manny. Come on. Yeah. Um, and so, like, you know, yeah, Craig shows up. A, this is a six-month anniversary. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. That's a six-month yeah. anniversary decoration style. So Craig shows up at his locker, and, you know, he's very uncomfortable. The words, oh no, are flashing across his forehead. <laughs> right. Right. Red flags are, are immediately within, within view, no longer hiding in the distance. My note was, Manny decorates Craig's locker, and Craig longs for death. Yeah, that's about <laughs> right. Um, and then Ashley walks in, and, like... I'm sure Gwen has opinions on this. I mean, there's you haven't got have you gotten to this episode yet? Um, is no, that what's next? no, I'm that's assuming. that's not for a while. Really? Yeah, okay. this is just setting the stage. Setting the stage. Okay, so Ashley walks in, um, and she just walks up to Craig, and apparently they talked about this before, but she wants him to sign her petition for removing GM foods from the cafeteria. Is that it? Yep. Um. So, GM foods, meaning genetically modified foods. And, like, you know, me as a uh, self-respecting scientist have a lot of thoughts and feelings about GM foods, which I don't need to get into. That's on you if you want me to, at least briefly. Go for it. 
Go for it, because all I wrote in my notes was, oh my god, shut up. Yeah, I, I wrote, um, ash-gmfoods-fml. That was my note. Um, you know, it's just... One of the things I'm very passionate about is, is communication of... Communicating science to people that are non-scientists, because too often... What, what scientists do, scientists are very good at what they do, which is research, but they're not very good at, at telling people about their research. And so when people who are not scientists get information about things, they skew it because um, they don't really understand what they're talking about and nobody bothers to actually communicate it properly. And we get situations like genetically modified food is bad because you're going to get you're gonna get plant DNA in your body, or like it's alien DNA that are used to make plants. The DNA is DNA. It's not harmful to people. It's not harmful to anybody. Well, that's also the thing. Like Manny is like, oh, like doesn't that make <sighs> food yummy? But like, isn't that what genetically modified food like usually leads to? Like, hasn't it led yes. to food being tastier? Well, yes and no. Um, <clears throat> what it mostly what it's geared toward is to making food more making better staple crops, making food that is easier, ex more accessible to a large population. It grows better, it produces more food, and it is able to sustain a growing population. So genetically modified foods are the foundation of, of how we support ourselves. If we don't have genetically modified corn and, and wheat, we don't have the, the grain supply that supports our country. That's it. Um, sometimes they're modified to taste better, like you get genetically modified watermelons that don't have seeds. Um, they've bred through through successive strains of, of watermelon together that have low seed count until they don't have any seeds. Um, I think that's how that works. I might be a little incorrect. That's okay. But Yeah, you're not you know, checking our emails. <laughs> yeah. Some, sometimes um, it could be for, like, tastier, juicier strawberries or whatever, but, you know, sometimes taste is better in the natural products, and that's fine, but genetically modified foods are not hurting people. They're actually doing people a world of good. They're doing, they're doing the world a world of good. I'll get off my soapbox now, but I'm, I'm just so tired of non-GMO food nonsense. Yeah, and it's just, like, the way that... Because, like, Manny, like, it's just, like, you know, oh, does it make food more yummy? And, like, they just, like, roll their eyes at her, basically. And, like, I felt really bad for her, number one. And number two, yeah. like, like, I'm sorry. Like, I know... I pro maybe knew of genetically modified foods at least some point in, like, high school, junior high. But, like, especially during that time period, there were so many other things to worry about. And I know a little bit of this is coming from, like, this was during the Bush era in the United States. But, like, in the grand scheme of things, like, there are so many other things going on. I'm sorry that Manny didn't sit down and look at the politics of genetically modified food. Like, I hate that this is her, like, the lightning stick for, like, if she's mature or not. It made me so mad. Yeah, they they give her really, really like oh my god. I, am I allowed to say I I won't? But I was gonna say a curse right here. But like you know, just just really, who does she think she is? 
Yeah, like, it was just very <clears throat> upsetting. But, like, you know, also that is how teenagers are. Like, it's like, oh, like, you don't know about this obscure thing. Oh, my God, you're such an idiot. And and so so Manny picks up on these vibes. And once, once Ash leaves... Oh, God, my skin is crawling because I know what's happening. She, oh, this poor child. Um... She thinks that that she is totally, um, you know, boyfriend girlfriend with Craig at this point, and they are, they are exclusive and lovey dovey. And she turns to him and says, because she doesn't like how Ash treated her there. She says, "I don't think you should talk to her anymore." Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this was the the line crossed from like, okay, you're just kind of in whatever to. Oh no! This is bad. This is desperation mode. Yeah, yeah. This is like she's she's drowning. This yeah. is this is her last fling, uh, last flailing attempt to get to a safe shore. Oh, it's so hard. <laughs> oh my god, it's so hard. But yeah, like that happens. Um, and Manny asks about Friday night, and Craig says like. Oh my god, Craig says it's not... Well, wait, 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 oh. we have to get the setup for it, because, okay. like, there is a setup. Oh. Manny's like, oh, you didn't like Friday night, or or is it you don't, you didn't like the locker? This horribly decorated, should be six-month anniversary locker, if, if, if that, even that. And so Craig responds with this, Donnie. Oh yeah, it's not the locker I don't like, it's you. Good fucking bye. That's when the episode ends. Hooray! Degrassi still cuts. Yeah. In the in the words of Bart Simpson, look if you go frame by frame, you can see the exact point her heart breaks into. And now. Yeah, yeah. It and was. now we have a freeze frame of when it happens. Here you go. Let's watch it as the music plays to end the episode. Jesus Christ. It's, it's and I it, I really. I really didn't think he'd actually finish the sentence. Like, you know, you don't have to finish that sentence. You don't say it's not the locker I don't like. You don't have to say it's it's you I don't like. Yeah, but like you can leave there, that unsaid. But he needs like the subtlety of like a Mack truck. So, oh, like, I guess I you get do. It. I Ugh. get it. Like he he was like he Manny, whether intentionally or not, forced his hand to like have to do that. Just put her down. I guess. It was not a great. Not a good time. <clears throat> Not a good time for me watching that. I didn't think, yeah, like, that was just so jarring. Ugh. Dark. <laughs> He's oh, dark oh. very lightly here, because we've had some dark episodes. I know. This was just, well, like, Well, like, because also oh the boy. music, the song, like, a, a reprise of the song that she and Craig sang starts playing. And like a piano reprise. Oh, that's yeah. that's a good touch. I'm glad you noticed that. Oh, don't worry, I did. I'm like sitting there in in agony. So, the thing I was gonna say before that I kind of stopped myself, but like, part of me, like, I still, I, this sucked. Yeah. But like, part of me was happy Craig ended it this way, because like I. Because I, I kept thinking about while I was watching this, the movie 8th Grade. Which uh, I still haven't seen, but go on. Yeah, same. So, so do you guys mind a spoiler? No, okay. Go for it. Well, so How major? 
it's, it's like one thing that happens in this poor girl's life. Like the whole the whole movie is like a week in this poor this young girl's life, and it's just like one thing after another. Okay, sure. The one thing I can I, yeah. So like she goes to hang out with like they have this like eighth graders hang out with a senior as they go into like high school, and she meets this one really nice girl. And she's just like, hey, do you want to, like, she calls her up and is like, hey, do you want to, ha- well, you're serious about wanting to hang out after? And the girl's like, yeah, let's hang out. And, like, the shitty, like, the older girl gets dropped off. Like, she's super nice to this eighth grade girl. And then, like, the eighth, the eighth grader, I'm forgetting her name, um, is left alone with, like, an older boy. And... He, like, he starts playing truth or dare with her. Oh, God. Yeah, it ends exactly, not, it ends, thankfully, at a merciful, like, nothing happens. Okay. But, like, it's still hard to watch. And that was, like, my thing, was, like, Craig was going to turn around and be shitty like that. Like, just kind of take advantage of Manny. But instead, he's just like, I just need to get away from this scenario. Well, let's be real, like, if they did that as writers, if they had that, if they had Craig do that, then they also set up a very uncomfortable precedent about being, a, being like, a male survivor of abuse. Yeah. Where it's like, you then you too must be a monster. Yeah. And I feel like that is not something that, I feel like the writers, like, like I feel like we base we have to base a lot of the writing decisions on whether or not the writers like the characters. Yeah, <laughs> my read is they like Craig as a character, so they don't want to make him do something like that. Well, I think it was just like the parade of shitty men I've had to see up until this point. I was just like, I don't trust anyone. Yeah, I trust Emma and Manny and Paige, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> and well. Hazel and Terry. I trust all the I trust all the female students. I trust none of the men. I mean that's fair because they have not given you much to go off of. But yeah, like it, it's in some ways it's like oh this is kind of well I mean in many ways it is kind of a blessing. We saw that it was not a compatible relationship, and Craig wasn't just gonna keep it going like some high schoolers like to try and string relationships along because they can actually get a relationship. So they're like oh cool like yeah it sucks but I'll continue it. Like, there is a lesson to be said in there where it's yeah. like, if it, if it doesn't work, like, don't force yourself to be in a relationship. It's okay to call it off and not torture somebody because, like, yeah, it sucks getting dumped, but we've all seen it, whether at high school age or as an adult, where you have, like, a bad relationship that's, like, takes six months, a year, two years to break up. Yeah. So. Shall we go to the B-plot? Yes, let's go to this wonderful, wonderful B-plot. Are we all ready? This is less embarrassing, at least. And real good. Um, so we get a little little bit of, a little, little slice of Ellie's life. Um, I love her, um, and I'm glad that we're all getting to share this moment together. Um, so we see Miss Ellie wearing a delightful throwback of an outfit, which I feel like is all of her outfits. This was a lot. Please, Eric, our color commentator. It's just like I'm just confused about her aesthetic here because it's it's goth, but it's also like hippie. There's like some weird like '70s throwback stuff in it, but then it's kind of earth tony, and then her hair is crimped, and I'm like, I I can't pin down what you're going for. I respect you, but what is this? 
I'd also like to say that, like, clearly in this time period, uh, everybody's makeup was, like, shimmery and pearly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, goth look. She's wearing this, like, shimmery, like, white eyeshadow. Yeah, that was a weird combination. I do agree with that. Yeah, but that was very, yeah. um, that was so... I cannot tell you what was in or out. I was 100% out of it when I was in this age. I feel like the only eyeshadow I owned when I was that age was, like, that that pearly white. And then I owned, like, a cobalt blue shimmer. And, like, that was it. That was all you needed. And then, like, when I got a little older, I got pink eye smudge because of Gerard Way. So you went from, you, you bought between Ellie and Paige. Um, I wasn't a page. <laughs> I just, no, because I was thinking, like, Paige would wear blue eyeshadow. Oh, yeah, absolutely, but, like, everybody wore blue eyeshadow. Like, that was, like, everyone wore that. <laughs> that was, like, that that saw beyond whatever, like, aesthetic you were going for. That was all you, you know, got like, at the drugstore. Almost ash, kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, kinda a very like, metallic, yeah. very, like, yeah, like, almost like a pewter Type deal. Gwen's looking at me like... Everything is very... Very muted and very, like, sheen. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, that was that was the time. That was the time. But yeah, it was like... The, her, her aesthetic is very interesting because, like, I feel like I call her goth because I feel like that's what they were trying to go for, but it's very by way of Hot Topic. But it's even, like, more, like, brown tones than that. It's, yeah. It's very, it's true, like, like especially uh, this one. If it was Hot Topic, it would be that, like, black, white, red, you know, checkerboard. And she's had whatever. those looks, too. Like, she's had, like, oh, a lot okay. of, like, red and black stripe type looks. Like, she has worn, like, those very classic Hot Topic looks. This one had a lot more earth tones than a lot of her other mm-hmm. looks. She looks like she's going to put on some fairy wing. Yeah. It's very <laughs> Ren Faire. Yeah. Yes. Well, In a way. Like, I don't know. It's it, it it just exists in its own category. Yeah, know? yeah. I mean, I don't care. I love her. That's that's <laughs> all there is to it. I just love her. Um, and she's like, you know, so, you know, really just a dream. I don't know how else to put it. I just love her. She's like sitting there. She's reading like a freaking gory book because <laughs> why not? Um, and like Marco comes over and is also a fan. Somebody left their phone on vibrate, so please turn it to silent. Um, Mine's over there. Talk. Uh, anyway, um, so so like Marco comes over and compl- and says like, "Oh, I love that book." Which like a lot of the time when somebody says that, it's like, "Okay, whatever. You're just trying to like you know blow smoke in this person's ass." But like he specifically says like which is his favorite because it's so, like the alphabet one. Yeah. This it's, book, this book is an is a alphabet. Each each letter is like. It's the way different kids have died. Yeah, I don't know. I read this book when I was that age, so yeah. like, so, it was very. So Marco says, "I have some. I have a quote of the one he." Marco says, "E is my favorite," and so she, so she, Ellie turns to E and and we read it out loud. E is for Ernest, who choked on a peach. Yep. Accompanied with this macabre, like, uh, minimalist illustration of Ernest choking on a peach. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know about you, I don't know if anybody looked up the rest of the book, but I Oh, decided, no, I've read the whole book. I decided to look through and figure out which one was my favorite. 
Oh, I, do, um, I don't know which one's my favorite. Go, well, so I, have, I have three three here, and I know which one's my favorite. Um, I'll let you pick yours first, though. So I have, these are the three standouts for me, and I know we have similar tastes, so. Oh, oh, no, my mine yeah, is I, very, very obvious. This one was my favorite when I was a kid, and it's for Neville, who died of ennui. And and that's that's also my favorite one, at least looking back. Ennui is boredom. <laughs> um, my favorite, yeah, that was always my favorite as a kid. Um, and then they're also on this short list is Exus for Xerxes, who devoured by mice, which is also very good. And B is for Basil assaulted by bears. Just two standouts. Those are good. But yeah, yeah, and it's for Neville who died of anyway. That was that was really good. That one's very good. That's very good. But yeah, so like they bond over it, and like it's a very sincere bond with it, which is really nice to see. Um, and you can kind of it makes a lot of the rationale behind Ellie's actions for the rest of the episode make a lot of sense because of that very subtle little moment and little exchange. I don't know. I love the two of them, so I'm very happy to see them interacting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, I enjoyed it because, like, in a lot of, um, in, like, a lot of, like, teen media, they'd be like, oh, I was like, you reading, like, Bukowski? Oh, wow, you're so deep. And instead it's like, no, it's just this funny little book, like, that, yeah, kids that age would read. Yeah, totally. I'm not. I'm not saying teenagers wouldn't read Bukowski, but I'm just like. No, I read. I was reading Gory when I was that age. Yeah. Like, yeah. My my problem is just like, oh, this is the author, the like writer of the show's favorite books. That's why the character's reading it. Yeah, exactly. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's just like a really nice little sincere connection. So as they're doing that, Hazel like is looking at Marco and is just like, hmm, he's cute, huh? I guess I'll I'll uh, talk to him, maybe ask him out. This sounds good. This is our one appearance of Paige. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Paige is there talking to Hazel. And she's like, yeah, go for it. Yeah, like, Paige's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Hell well, yeah. though Paige makes a, um, makes a comment, which I, I've heard, there's been enough subtext that I know where Marco's heading. <laughs> <laughs> what did she say? I don't remember. It seems like foreshadowing. <laughs> well, pa- Paige is just like, um, smart, sweet and single prob- pro- like basically getting to probably gay yeah <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah she's like he's still single <laughs> I mean to be fair she has a gay brother so like she knows at least one gay person so Paige is obviously an authority on this Paige has excellent gaydar by, by virtue of being related to a gay person but um yeah, so, like, she's a little, like, mm, but, okay. And Hazel's just, like, yeah, I'm just gonna go. And she just, like, sprints off, basically. She's, like, hey, Marco! Which, like, I love these two girls. I love them a lot. They legitimately, like, brighten my day. Like, I want... her confidence. Yeah. They are so, like, Paige and Hazel are so funny to me. Like, between, like, scenes of them just, like, playing with each other's hair or, like... One of them saying that they're gonna ask another boy out, and like the other one being like, "Yeah, sure, okay." Like they're just they're just a delight collectively. They're like they're Manny and Emma, but with the confidence of Paige and Hazel. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Like there's there's some good elements to their friendship, but also like just that delight. Um, so that's happening, and Ellie decides that she is also going to try and make a move with Marco, but in an entirely different way. 
So she decides the way to do it is to set up a fake email account and send poetic little emails. So, like, she goes hard on this, considering the content and the messages is not great. Like, she goes, like, she gets the, the same font as, like, the gory books. She, like, um, and then she writes, like, this whole, and she writes an email, um, and it's, I did not write it down, but it ends with her signing it as Bad Rhymer. So, that gives you some context. Yeah. Um, and then Marco turns around and looks at Hazel. Oh no! Well, the thing is, is like when she's talking about, she's talking to. Did she talk to Ashley about the situation? Uh, no, or, I don't think Ashley. No, or like, but she says like she's never felt like she's never liked somebody like this before. Which oh, that was Ashley. Yeah, oh. yeah, you're right. And who else you're is she right. gonna talk to? Yeah. No offense, um, but like she's she's like talking about how like she genuinely has feelings for Marco and how she's like never felt like this towards somebody before, which is like incredibly sweet. Um, and it's like yeah. it's good to see her be tender because like we've seen her like fuck around and like you know kind of just start shit basically, and like between like taking Jimmy's number and stuff like that. Um, or not, no, Spinner's number, was it? Spinner's number. Like, taking Spinner's number and, like, little things like that. Like, it's nice to see her, like, her, her, like, persona kind of drop for a second, and it's because she has a crush on a boy. Like, it's just good high school content, for lack of better terms. Um, and then, so, the thing is, is, like, she sends the email, and they're, like, in computer class, because they're always in media immersion, um, and... Marco gets the email and turns his head and Hazel is waving, implying that Hazel was the one who sent it. Yeah. Because that's just Hazel's style, ain't it? Like I mean, she is unaware of this happening, but it's of just course. it's just she's, she's just, doing this at the same time. Exactly. And she's just trying to go in for the kill. Like she's she's probably always smiling and waving at him at this point. Yeah, exactly. Because when she commits, she commits. Yeah, this is part of her mission. Like, I get it. Um this is yeah, this might actually be when Snake walks in wearing waiters, but, like, that was such a moment to me <laughs> that, like, I had to... I, I'm, I'm glad. I just, I saw it, I was like, okay, just another dumb thing Snake's doing. Let's move on. His soaking wet shoes, by the way, in his hands. Yes, there were wet shoes in his hands. Okay, Eric, you just brought up something that makes this even more confusing. So that means... He... Someone put shoes in and clogged the toilet with big old shoes. That's what happened. No, because what I'm... Uh, My thought that is... That would make sense. I was thinking he walked into a flooded bathroom. And like, then he's like, oh, I gotta go get my waders from outside. Yeah, okay. yeah, and then left. Okay, here's the okay, thing. Maybe you know, this, he's these, a... are all, these are all good theories. <laughs> Maybe he's a fly fisherman, and he had all of his supplies from his last fishing trip in his car... So when he stepped in the water, he went, oh, shit, I don't bring a change of clothes. Yes, I have a change of clothes. I have waiters. And went to his sedan, got it out, and put it on in the staff room. I was going to say that, like, oh, that'd be kind of nice if Emma and him went fly fishing one time. I was like, Emma would never go fly fishing. No, she would be like, don't you understand the deeper societal implications of overfishing? (laughs) <laughs> um, and and Snake's just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
fishing. I think most of them catch and release. Relax, Emma. Yeah, right. She's like, it's like, Emma, calm down. You're causing irreparable stress damage to the fish that will have lasting impacts on their 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 physical, mental well being for the rest of their livelihood. Emma, they forget things in five seconds. <laughs> I, that was. Haven't a- you ever heard of epigenetics? Oh my god! Stop. I, that- by the way, um, host of a early morning fishing show was my dream job for a good portion of my life. Oh, really? That's so cute. I don't. Well, the thing is, do I, you fish? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> the thing was, I just wanted to go out in nature and just sit in a boat, talking like fishing, talking mainly to myself, <laughs> and get paid for it. Is this like my fantasy of owning a farm, even though I am in no way able to handle a farm? I would just like the idea of hanging out with animals all day. Wait, so did you do this with other people? No, I just wanted to do it in general. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, like have you ever watched, like, Sunday, like, Sunday morning, you, like, accidentally turn on ESPN, and it's just this man talking quietly on, like, a motorboat? This is a very specific scene in my head. No, I know, I, I gotcha. Just like, uh, Trout's not really picking up today. <laughs> you, got the, you got the nice quality microphone that you hear the little the little whirs of the... Yeah, the yeah. 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 yeah, exactly. Because I just think that'd be such an easy show to film. Like, I'm just, like, I glance over at my production staff and they'd all be sitting in, like, those, like, unfold, like, the folding lawn chairs. The ones that you can, like, carry on your back. Yes. And they just, like, lift up their beers to me and, like, nod at them and keep fishing. <laughs> It seems like a really fun job. That's so good. Um, meanwhile, um, Ellie, so Ellie is in this bind because of Hazel, um, and she, um, Marco then asks Ellie about, like, the email. Like, they're, like, in the library, like, doing work. Marco comes to Ellie for advice about what to do with the situation. My notes here what is... is he? Is he or is he like scouting? I no, yeah. I think he doesn't know. My note, my note is he is a twice underlined. Marco is dumb. <laughs> Marco is gay. That's the thing. Like I feel like all of this can be explained as Marco is gay, and that's gay all there is. Stupid. Oh, look, Marco. look. When you're gay, you're not really thinking like that. You're like, oh, I, why did all? Hey, my friend who is a girl. Why Listen, would someone he's send interested me emails? In, he's quote unquote interested in Hazel right now. He's, I don't know what he's doing. He's the, struggling. I, he's just the inside of Marco's brain is a big old question mark right now. <laughs> it's many question marks in different, in varying sizes and and italicized or boldness. Look, I I've been getting these emails and like they have me all confused. I try to break dance through my problems, like I do most of the time. <laughs> And it didn't work. Is, is that ever going to be brought up? No. Uh, I don't remember. What a waste. I didn't even remember him breakdancing in the first place. So clearly it never gets brought up. He's like, he was like, I did. I saw it for like 10 seconds. Yeah. I was, I did the worm a couple times. And I, and I asked myself, why would I get these emails? It must be from Hazel. He has, like, like, like I remember in the old DuckTales cartoon, like, Scrooge had, like, worn down, like, a trench in, like, where he did his thinking. Like, uh, Marco has a similar thing, but he's just been doing the worm back and forth in one area. <laughs> he's just worn down a trench. Oh, boy. 
Oh, this is this is really connecting with that that piece of shit humor you got there, Donnie. Isn't it? <laughs> if you want to know what my sense of humor is, what actually makes Donnie laugh? It's that, and that's the sad thing. Oh uh, yeah, since I knew, I knew this is like, it's like it's like peanut butter and jelly for your 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 humor bone. <laughs> what? Bad sense of humor. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, <laughs> well, if those are your sense of humor, you love teen girl talk. It's nothing but us coming up with in insane scenarios that would never happen. <laughs> that also works. Um, but yeah, so so Marco was asking Ellie about the email. It's like a lot of them, just both of them, just going, "Ha! Huh? Why would someone do that? Huh? I don't know." Is it's it's sad. I've been in Ellie's position so many times. I've been in both per people's position. Like, I've been both I, Marco and Ellie simultaneously. I, I, I do want to give Eric the floor here one more time, because I know there's an outfit change for Ellie. And specifically, yeah, I remember the spaghetti straps wow. over the shirt. Look, that was Which I, I know real. it's very in, but there that was, was more to this outfit than, than my untrained eye could pick up, so. Yeah, I mean, she's she's mastering the layering. Yeah. yeah. Not only does she have the canvas on top of the collared shirt. I did that so much. Sheer shirt. So she's she's completely bundled and covered and ready. The shirt underneath, too, the like one under the camisole is like a weird, shiny polyester, like 70s throwback. Yeah. Because that was kind of happening at this point in time. It was. I'm getting like this weird, like hippie goth from her. <laughs> I think you, te you like, DM me and you just said granola goth. <laughs> granola goth, yeah, so that was my term. Yeah. Yeah, that's good, that's my good. My question is, I mean, her hair is obviously very crimped. Yeah. But, like, does she have those really bad, like, weird yarny extensions or something in it? Because I'm seeing, like, different colors and textures going on. So I think my, my long-standing theory was, I don't know if you remember them, but, like, do you remember during that time period the, like, faux hair scrunchies that were really in? Oh, oh my god, ew. Yeah. Yeah, oh. that... That's what I think she's been wearing since her character has been introduced, has been, like, two of those scrunchies, sometimes in, like, an auburn color and then sometimes in a black color. Yeah, you're right. That's exactly what's happening. Her. Yeah, because her hair was her, a mystery for me. Yeah, it's big and it's full of secrets. It truly <laughs> is. It truly is. Like, like any good aspiring witch's hair. Right? It's a very yes. witchy, witchy hairstyle in many ways. Like, mm -hmm. this is definitely a kid who is, like, playing around with Wicca right now. Oh, good for you. Right? I mean, honestly, she should join the coven that is, like, Terry's coven at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Terry plays with tarot cards, and it's a very good episode. Yeah, that was a fun episode. That was, that was one of my favorites. Um, the, the, um, uh... The evil spirits that possess the characters in, um, oh my god, what's the name of that movie? Never mind. Okay. I, it's good. The Craft. Ah, uh, okay. They try and possess Paige, uh. she's just like, no. <laughs> and they're like, well, fair enough. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, so, like, they talk about that, um, and then the next time we see them... Um, God, there's so much of this A-plot. Once again, there's so much of this A-plot. 
Um, Ellie eventually sends an email saying to meet Marco to meet her at the Zen Garden. Um, of course, she doesn't reveal that it's her. He's operating on the assumption he's going to be meeting Hazel at the Zen Garden. It's bad rhymer. Bad rhymer. Bad XOXO bad rhymer. Um, so they, so Ellie is like hanging out in the garden. Um, Marco goes and straight up is just like, oh, like, I, I thought this would be Hazel. Whoops. <laughs> like, no, no grace. There's no grace in this plot whatsoever. Um, and then this part I, I love. Like, Marco, how? How did you think this was Hazel? I'm, I'm sorry. I, I think... I'm sorry. You explained it. Yeah. I think he's just... He's... He's, he's a dumb... He's trying to pretend he's heterosexual, and he just... He your your judgment is, is clouded when you're he, pretending he to be thinks heterosexual. Oh, he's using up all his brain cells? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he's like, he's I gotta there. think about, about, like, women. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> happening no higher thought than that in my head <laughs> well like i was like i don't want to just like reduce women to physical features that not not every woman necessarily has and i that's all i had well wow quinn you're alarmed i gotta got take my trans drugs sorry what was that eric because quinn's alarm rudely went off i gotta take my trans drugs Wow, you're leaving the podcast. Yeah, goodbye. It's just, you know, big women. Yeah, women? Sports? Cars? Right? It's just like, uh, I stole a car once. (laughs) 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 It was so uncomfortable that entire time. Break dancing, that gets all the babes. Now I'm just imagining, like, uh, Marco's, like, mental pie chart of, like, thoughts and it's just, like, this tiny sliver of women, because he's still figuring things out. Then, like, a huge chunk that's now currently Spinner's hair? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be a topic of conversation with everyone in that school. No, I know. Okay, okay. One, once, once upon a time... A student I love dearly dyed their hair a not great color for them. And I remember that whole day afterwards, like, all of us were kind of dancing around it. Like, we weren't explicitly saying it, but we were like, did you see? Do they realize? Like, it was a lot of, like, nobody was finishing a sentence, but all of it was, what the hell was that? I think that was what Jimmy and Spinner's weekend was like. Yeah. Like, they just, Spinner was like, let's try and dye my hair a certain color. And then it just, they fucked it up, like, fuck, we'll just dye it blonde. <laughs> but like, and now, like, the other chunk is possible secret admirer? Yeah, yeah, that's it. So that's why Marco's not, like, on This his, is on all his of his feet. three brain cells. Like, they are just firing as much as they could right now. Um, but anyway, so he's just like, oh, I thought this would be Hazel. And Ellie just storms off. Um, and I really like this part, personally. It, it spoke to the gushy little part of me. Even though I know that this is not a ship that's meant to be. Um, yeah, this felt tragic to me. Yeah, but like... Uh, yeah, but like, it's very sweet. 
I don't know. You yeah. know what? Just, just because something doesn't work out doesn't mean you can't have just beautiful moments. Exactly. Yeah. And and the beautiful moment <laughs> is like Ellie like gets a phone call from Marco. She picks up. Marco is like literally like a couple yards away. He, he's like in the background out of focus. Yeah, yeah. And like getting a little closer to her and he's like, "Oh, like turn around." Um and she turns around. And it's just so, I don't know, it's so cute. Like, he's just like, you know, I never actually rejected you. Like, he just ran off. Um, and he also says that he likes, quote, cool alternative girls, which, big mood, big mood. <laughs> I, I go for cool alt girls like Ellie Nash. Big mood. It was, it, him, he's playing this sweet hetero boy and he nailed it. Like, that part was yeah, really it was, good. It was really, it was really smooth. Well, like, let's be real. Anyone of any any sexuality can appreciate, like, a cool alternative-looking girl. Like, <laughs> I think we can all come to this conclusion. It doesn't have to be romantic, but we can all be like, yeah. 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 Um, the song we're going to go out on, uh, I thought about a lot because I had a crush on many <laughs> alternative girls in my high school days. <laughs> so. Yeah, you will hear soon enough. Um, but yeah, like they, they, they're on the phone for so much of this exchange, which also was really cute to me. Yeah. And then like, they finally, like, I think Marco hangs up first and, and, and Ellie's just like, oh, I'm an idiot. And, uh, I wish that. My, my note is it's too bad cause they're cute together. Yeah. Mm. Like, I mean, I also like the idea of. I don't know, there's something, and I think there's this part of me that really, it really speaks to me, this dynamic, in the sense that, like, at the end of the day, it's a alternative-looking person who a lot of the time would be outcasted, but their interests are respected by somebody who would be perceived as more normal-looking. And, I mean, like... Well, Marco's still kind of... He's got, he's, he's got some, he's got some He's got that weird piercings. thing going on. Okay, leave him alone, he's Italian. Um, he's got, he's got, um, that's, that's my excuse for his aesthetic. See, because he's got the flashy ear piercings that's and stuff true. like that. Because yeah, he's, because so he's Mediterranean, he's a yeah, magpie. You're right. you're right, He's a magpie. All of that can be explained. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, like, he's not, he's not Ellie's aesthetic, but like, he still appreciates and respects it. I, I was just thinking, like, how good this episode would have been if it was just, if they had just forgone, like, the structure of an A and B plot, and, like, everybody was just, you got to see everybody's, like, daydream fantasies of their crushes. Just, that'd like, be cute. Just, just, like, oh, man, that'd be amazing. <laughs> that'd be cute. That would be good. For the most part. I don't want to see spinners. Spinners would be, like, him pounding... <laughs> Spinner would be pounding cheese whiz with <laughs> the girl of his dreams. Well, no, I just imagine he looks across, like he's like out playing soccer, and he just like looks across the field, and there's just a giant anthropomorphic, like just basically like a mascot <laughs> oh, no. costume of cheese whiz running no. across the field towards him. <laughs> oh, rip. <laughs> rip. But like, yeah, just like, yeah, no, I that would be very good. But, like, yeah, it ends on this, like, kind of hopeful note, which, if you have watched the series at all, you know it's <clears throat> not gonna end great, but, like, it still kind of speaks to the alternative child I was when I was growing up, which is probably why I got a big emotion. Everybody's dream to date that alt girl. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, any other lingering <laughs> thoughts about this episode, everybody? <laughs> no, because I immediately broke into the, like I said, the song um, that we're going to go out on, Vampire Girl by Jonathan Richmond. The minute that happened, I just started singing that, like, alone in my room. <laughs> Good. Good. But, um, now I'm ready to go to, well, uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to close it up if you guys are. Yeah, Eric. Do you have any other last second thoughts? Uh, my very very last minute thought was, final outfit looks like a bad figure skating top. She's wearing a blue velvet bedazzled. Oh yeah. Wait, I'm, I'm sorry. Whose outfit? Eric. Yes. Sorry, I lost you guys for a second. It's okay. Whose outfit? Was uh, the... It was made at the very end. She oh. had like yeah. a number, and it was awful. Yeah. yeah. Oof. But, um, so, Frank, what would you rate this episode? I'd give it another A-. Like, there is some... Yeah, no, I'll give it a solid A. Because, like, that Manny plotline was very hard to watch, but it was so relatable and just so... I thought it was pretty well written. It was quality TV. Yeah. It was very tropey, but good, but, like, fun use of the tropes. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, the, 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 like, Grease, tell me more, tell me more type, like, mm-hmm. different perspectives of the date type deal. Like, it's good. It's, it's, it's always gonna be a good, solid thing to lean on, especially when it's, like, a teen-based media thing like this. Yeah. Um... Uh, and, like, that B-plot, you know, I was just very happy to see Ellie, like, yeah, Ellie be appreciated. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. So, because, like, she's been there, but mostly been supporting Ashley on her journey, and I was like, oh, I really care about Ellie's journey, too. <laughs> yeah, it's it's always nice to see that, because, you know, I feel like... No, exactly what you said. Like, when, when a character just supports another character, it's always, like, very frustrating, and I feel like there's, like, a loss of potential. So it's nice to see that she's actually going to start, hopefully start continuing to get more plots about her and her feelings and her relationships that aren't just Ashley. Yeah. So character rankings? Um, I'll just start with Craig. Uh, you're rising up for being a good boy. I know what happened at the end really sucked. <laughs> But I felt like he was very respectful of Manny and just did his best, best as he could as a ninth grader, like handling that much eighth grade attention. It's you I don't like. <laughs> it's, oh god, yeah, he's not rising super high for that last line, but yeah. I mean, sometimes you gotta be very blunt. Yeah. Yeah, if he wasn't blunt with her, I feel like she would. Be asking for chicky chicken. What? What? Fuzzy fluff, fluffy fluff. Oh my god! Okay, chicky chicken. Chicky chick. Chicky chick. Chicky chick is actually probably what it is. Chicky Um, chicken sounds like I don't know the 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 fried chicken stir down the street. Yeah, a little bit. Um, Emma. Also on the rise for, like, I feel like position-wise, Emma and Manny are somewhere a little bit below 
Um, like they're they're catching up to Paige. Like and yeah. Well, they've had a very consistent rise in yeah. rankings. I feel like I feel like like they haven't really fallen. Yeah. So because of that, they're like constantly, slowly trying to bridge the gap. Yeah. Um, because like Emma, like just being there for her friend, and like Manny, going for what she wanted, not like really dilly dallying about it. Um, Jimmy and Spinner were just kind of there. Mm-hmm. Like, they're rising a little bit for not being gross, like and trying to like help Craig through this really bad situation. <laughs> well, not really bad, but like this awkward situation. Um, Angie, continually on the rise, just great little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, Joey, uh, now that I've discussed it with things, he's going to drop a little bit for being kind of weird and <laughs> a little bit full of himself. Um, let's see, uh, Paige for just being super insightful. You're rising up a little bit. Hazel, also for going for what you want. You're on the rise too. Um, Marco and Ellie. Well, just grab hands and just shoot towards the moon, because I'm starting to fall in love with you too. Oh, yay! <laughs> like, I mean, Ellie. Like, I knew I was gonna like her from the moment she just turned toward Ashley after Ashley sank down to the floor. She went, "Rough day, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> it's true. So yeah, I think that's it. I would snake for being a straight weirdo about like your fishing waders. I'm making another. Corkboard besides the co-host corkboard and like red stringing trying to figure out why fisherman's waiters, why kitchen gloves, why, why, why. <laughs> um, Eric, would you like to share any character rankings for you? Okay, so I only get people from this episode from the last episode. I haven't really watched much else. I'm giving Spinner a big up for his bold choice. Um, go for it. Rock that awful water. Um, Joe gets a big rank down for being kind of weird. I'm not into the ages, just a number. That's strange. Um, everybody else is great. Manny just needs to maybe just date a little more and figure it out. Yeah. Gwen, do you have any rankings you'd like to share? Uh, I feel like it is being redundant. I'm cool. Fair enough. Um, so at this point, we do recommendations. So we recommend things that are either kind of related to some of the topics that are happening in the episode. We also can recommend things that are just things that we're into. Um, my recommendation, whenever I think of high school romance and whenever I think about like what high school romance truly moved me, especially when I was in high school. Um, I always go to Dokuse, um, which you might have heard of the movie that came out um, about like two-ish years ago at this point. Um, And it's also a manga that is actually going to be released in a couple months. Um, So pre-order it if you haven't yet. Um, It's just a really good boys love manga. There's, um, I believe, two sequels. I think it's a trilogy um, that you can check out. Um, but the first one is high school centric. It's just very good boys falling in love. Uh, the movie is also a beautiful adaptation of the art style. Um, it's just a very influential series. Um, something that really influenced how I view fictional relationships and what I like to find in ships. 
Like, I feel like everything, if you look at all of my ships even today, you could probably <laughs> loop it back to this book. So, like I said, the movie is out and pretty easy to get access to. Um, and please pre-order the manga because obviously that type of stuff is super important. Um, but it's a really good one. And if you like good love stories, that's a really good one to go to. Um... So I watched this episode, like, 20 minutes before <laughs> getting ready to record, so I didn't really know what to recommend. Um, so I'm just going to recommend something that I'm just staring at literally on my bookshelf here, which is um, another manga, and I'll kind of go the flip side of, of, of Donnie's Dokusei, Boy's Love, I'll recommend a Girl's Love high school manga, which is called Kase-san and Morning Glories. Um, at least that's the first volume, it's easiest to find. And it's just, it's, it's really cute. It's, it's wholesome, but still got some, you know, they, one of them's a, a track girl and the other one's, um, she's in the, 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 the horticulture club or something. She grows plants and it's, it's really cute. They get to know each other and they go through high school antics together of dating. It's nice. And it's, it's also out in official English translations. There are up to four volumes now. I'm not certain how many more there are going to be. But it's it's good. I do recommend it. Isn't there also an anime that's either getting yes, released? Yes, there is a um, an OVA that has either already been released or is going to be um, original video animation. I think that's what OVA stands for, honestly. Yeah. Anyway, um, so it's it's like a 45-minute short movie, and it's good. I like those girls. Um, I'm going to recommend, I think I've recommended it before, but I'll do it again because it's just so fitting, um, to all the boys I've loved before. Um, another, another Canadian property, actually. <laughs> um, it's about a young, uh, young woman who, like, lives basically in a fantasy world. She, like, experiences crushes very strongly, and she writes letters and, like, to the boys she has crushes on and has wild fantasies about them. Um, but, like, she won't tell anyone, and the problem is that, like, she's perfectly happy in this, but then, like, all her letters get mailed to all the boys, so, like, secret's out, and now she has to deal with it. And I just like it because, like, it's one of the few, like, few, like, teen, one of the few teen, like, romance stories I've seen where there's no toxic masculinity in it, like, the couple makes sense. And, like, it's just really sweet towards one another. Uh, I think we discussed this, like, once before. It's, like, the good kind of opposites attract. Where she's, like, introverted and shy. And he's, like, extroverted and, like, you know, outgoing. And they both help teach each other. And, yeah, I just really like it. That's also a movie, right? Yeah, it's a movie yeah. and a book. It's Netflix. And then I think there's two sequels. I think yes. it's a trilogy. Yes. Um, P.S. I Love You and um, Always and Forever, uh, Laura Jean. Yep. Cool. So, and it's also, um, like, the protagonist is a person of color, so that's always nice to see, as opposed to, like, you know, pearly white everything. Yep. You got anything, Eric? Yeah, I'm gonna join the, um, the gay manga club. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Immediately what I think of when I think of romance stuff. 
Um, so I'm gonna go for um, go for it, Nakamura or uh, okay. yeah. I still haven't read that. Uh, Nakamura Khan. It's it's very sweet. If you yes. want like very soft, sweet, fluffy high school okay. romance. Yeah, we do. That's a, what it is. Um, and the main character has wild fantasy um, about his crush, so that kind of fits in with with Manny's uh, weird dream sequences. Um, nice. It's very cute. I recommend it a lot. Yep. Also. And it's got a great manga style which is cool it's also officially released so it's something that you can also yes, buy you can buy it yeah look at look at us recommending manga anyone can go out and buy yay the industry is seven C's. yeah god what would we do without seven c's oh yeah god there was a time we didn't have it god bless yeah, that's seven C's. I think literally and all of the manga we recommended are being published by the same publisher. Bless this publisher and their queer agenda. And we have also recommended other titles from it too. So if you like any of the things we have recommended that are manga related, like just look at Seven C's website and see what they are releasing. Rather, let me let me rephrase that. Bless everyone who recommends queer manga to this publisher because they take open requests at certain times and, and telling them that there is money in the queer audience. Um, yeah. Cause let's not pretend that capitalism isn't really what drives this. It's true. But anyway, check them out. Um, if you would like to check us out online, you can contact us in a couple ways. You can go to I hope pod at gmail.com. You can talk to us on Twitter at I hope pod. Um, you can talk to us at Tumblr at I hope pod. And you can also find our Facebook group at I hope I can make it through podcast. Um, if you would like to contribute to us, there's a couple ways you can do it. If you're interested in co-hosting, please email us. Or if you want to give us a text piece or a audio clip about how a character, an episode, the series in general has impacted you, feel free. Another thing to consider is if you know somebody in your life who is somebody who you think might be a good host for this, do not hesitate to nominate them or let them know. Um, we would especially love to hear more from veterans. And if we've had any recent teenagers, that would also be pretty cool. Um, as long as they are not, like, please don't get, nominate anybody who, or don't ask us if you are old enough that I can teach you. Um, <laughs> so if you're, over that age, if you are out of high school, please do not hesitate to contact us. Um, if you'd like to talk to me individually, you can contact me on Twitter at DM is unbreakable. Um, I don't have a Twitter anymore, um, but uh, I do have another podcast called Teen Girl Talk. Uh, it's a podcast I do with my sister about other teen media. Um, and you'll also find another link now in the uh, description where you can just buy us a coffee where you just want to donate to the podcast so we can do more of it, just hit the link and you can donate whatever. I was going to make a Patreon, but you don't need a monthly subscription fee. Yeah, um, and to reiterate here, um, we offer compensation to our guests, um, and this is something that we are doing out of pocket, which we're very happy to do. Um, and even though sometimes in Eric's case I still owe you some chicken tenders, I guess I owe you more chicken tenders. Give me some attendees. <laughs> <laughs> But um, we do compensate guests, or we at least offer to compensate guests. Um, and this is something that we take very seriously. People are taking their time out of their, their time to talk to us about this stuff. So please do not hesitate if you want us to be able to continue this. Giving, getting us a coffee all really, really helps. 
um, and goes to the good cause, which is compensating people. Hooray! <laughs> um, so please, consider. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've already talked about this before, but I guess if you want to talk to me, um, Twitter's where I reside mostly, underscore froppy. And how can uh, people get in touch with you, Eric? Yeah, I was going to say, if people want to see my weird cosplay and underwear... It's cool. It's good. It's, it's cool. It's still weird to be like, go look at my underwear. Uh, I'm at Disaster Town. You, you totally cut out. At yeah, the end say of it that. again. Say it again. Oh, Disaster Town Cause is my Twitter handle. Yay! Well, with that said... Everybody, um, we hope we can keep making it through. Um, I can feel the ground moving beneath my feet and a shadow falling upon me as I turn and see culture days upon us. Oh, God, that's right. That's next week. Well, we're going to see if we can make it through that one. <laughs> and we hope that you're going to be there with us. Until next week, everybody. See ya. Later. Bye. Gather around for a minute or two. And I'll admit something to you I get intrigued when women look sinister Call me superficial But I stare at them vampire girls It's not the mascara It's not the tight dress It's a look in the eyes Gonna scare you to death, vampire girl Vampire girl, I get so intrigued when they look like.